BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It is June 27th, 2022. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Nice. What do you got? Liquid death. Yeah. Is that the is that the still or the sparkling? It is. It is the still. Mm. I'd like black, the still because I can just for, it. Yeah, black hand for sparkling, right? Yeah, I do like the sparkling. I've tried it too a few times, but I like to switch it up between like Lacroix and yeah, uh, yeah, still water. I still haven't had it. I feel like um, what is the uh, carbonation level like on one of those? How it's does it compare pretty, to LaCroix? It's so I think LaCroix is pretty high in terms of carbonation. That's fair. Yeah. I would put liquid death down a little bit, and I would also say that it has finer bubbles. If that makes okay. any sense. Yep. Um, um yeah, that's yeah, that's um That's how I would is connoisseur. now that Kevin's not here. Um, yeah, Joe Johnstone. I thought Tim had no shirt for a second. No, but Joe, you should appreciate. I have my Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso? shirt on. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes Old Navy and Target they have good graphic tees, and sometimes my wonderful wife will come home with some for me. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us live uh, on this. Thank God it's raining Monday evening in Atlanta. I don't know about you, Dan, but the old man had kicked, kicked into me. I was like, we need rain. My grass is dying. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is uh, this is very, very stereotypical dad uh, dad feelings. I feel like probably weren't there a year ago. Yeah. But. My grass is, is dying, Tim, and I need it to rain because <laughs> I can't be asked to like roll out my irrigation system, which consists of about eight hoses. And mm-hmm. four to six sprinkler heads. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Dan James, Hello. on the screen next to me. We are not joined tonight by our other lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Um, as somebody had foretold in the trap, uh, the Atlanta United training staff got to him, and he is he is out for the count, I think, six to eight weeks. I think that's mm-hmm. the going rate for an Atlanta United injury, Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I was speculating how he got a strained throat. Uh, you know, I just don't know what that could be, but that's, I mean, that it's got him out uh, for like a number of weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, out and about, uh, I think is, um, <laughs> I think right. it's the phrase. Um, we have, uh, the lovely folks in the trap. I keep saying lovely. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to keep saying it. We got, Ke- uh, Richard Gordon. We got Kendrick Brock. We got Elliot Beaven, Joe Johnstone making an appearance. The aforementioned Joe Johnstone, Stephen Perales, uh Brittany s nathan explosion uh thank you yeah thank you guys for joining you we're a little late um sometimes life gets in the way and we just gotta we gotta make do you know what i mean it's sometimes it it happens it it happens sometimes life gets in the way tim and sometimes half your team gets injured (laughs) yeah what do we do man like Brittany s in the trap so already just like just throw it out there the season is kind of done isn't it um, I put in the description is like we're gonna be talking about the shambolic loss at Toronto and then preview the two matches we absolutely don't think were winnable in the stretch <laughs> we coming up. So like our yeah. one the one game the three of us had consensus on that we were, were we were gonna get three points out of. We got it's, zero points out of. It's not we had five guys that you would consider starters in the entire lineup. With Joseph, Marcelino, Luis, I'd consider Hyman a starter and Franco. And uh, arguably, well, yeah, I guess Abara is a starter, but I mean, I can't remember if coming in, if he was like considered it was him or Rossetto. I don't know. Either way, five to six. Yeah, it's, it's uh, hard to tell, right? Like they've been interchangeable. But then, you know, we've got injuries on our depth now, and our bench is looking pretty thin we had shuttleworth uh dejan mikey and then hazetto said chol which is good to have him back i don't think it was that his first appearance since like spring it was yeah he got injured against in mexico uh i think it was one of the last games we played there um they got injured in the second half which is a real weird chippy friendly game which they streamed through the team's website and oh, i think there were two yeah. red cards in that game <laughs> or oh, preseason and then dom uh yeah this was i don't know what were your thoughts tim before i no i mean i agree with you it's it's tough right so like you look at that lineup it's this is the thing i keep wrestling with and and it's the thing i think that allows the Gonzalo Pineda haters to kind of seep into my brain and have me question, are they right? <laughs> like, yeah. no, I mean, but I mean, I, I've been hearing it for at least a year. Um, I feel like actually, I don't, has he been here a year? He has, right? Like just about, I think he's coming up to a year in charge. Okay. Cause he had, um, we had Heinzer. Remember we had Heinzer. We had Heinzer. And then we had, uh, Rob. We had Rob Valentino for a little bit. So, I mean, give or take about a year. I mean, it's it's tough because I always want to give. I'm not trigger happy at all. 
whenever it comes to personnel in general and soccer, because it's so much acclimation needs to take place, especially like with players, especially, but with managers, maybe even more so. Um, and it's hard to really tell whether or not he's what, what parts of our performances our poor performances this year are due to him and not due to the fact that, I mean, we're just notching the bedpost every, like every week with another injury. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the right term. Um, I probably shouldn't use that phrase, but, um, yeah, it's, it's tough because you're, you're right. I look at this lineup, Caleb Wiley, very impressed with him. Definitely showed his, I think his inexperience and his, his lack of play. I mean, his, his lack of chemistry, I think with some of the, the squad this, this Saturday, um, and it's fine. Like you're going to have those growing pains and it's not like you're asking him to come in to be a world beater. You're really bringing him in to, to deputize Andrew Gutman during, during his injury spell. So, um, I feel like he's like, he's doing basically what you ask him to do, but he's yeah. Saturday wasn't a great showing for him. I mean, Aiden McFadden, there were times where I was like, okay, I can see like at the beginning of the game, I think like some of the runs, some of the, the ones he was, he was playing on the line. I think it was with, um, I don't know if it was with Joseph. He was playing those on the right side, right. but, um, like I look, I was like, okay, he looks like a quality MLS player. And then there are other times I was like, he looks out of his depth. Like it's, <laughs> there was a, a bit of inconsistency, but again, deputizing like two levels down, right? He's our, he's a call up that's playing that it's, basically a third string right back right i mean brooks lennon's out you're missing ronald, ronald hernandez, hernandez is yeah out. <laughs> exactly and both of those guys were playing relatively well I, I think both of them had maybe one or two games where you kind of scratch your head but for the for the most part they're mls starters i mean i can go on and on but and it's tough because it starts from the back and then i mean you look at joseph he probably didn't have he was kind of non-impactful in a lot of ways but it, mm-hmm. it's hard when it's when he's kind of playing upstream or downstream, upstream, downstream from the from everybody behind him, like it all starts behind him, right? I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough. I I don't at all envy the position that Gonzalo Pineda's in right now, especially being a guy who is brought in as the guy to lead this franchise. But he's been just hit with obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, and it's yeah. It, 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 it sucks. It, yeah, it, it absolutely sucks. And it's it's not just um, there's injuries, there's transfers, there's scheduling. Like it's it's everything. And and I know those, you know, the, those things are things that managers have to deal with, but at this scale, like you don't really see and uh, we can harp on the injuries all we want. Like people can say we're beating it to like a beating a dead horse, but it's there's a new one every week. So it's it's yeah. tough, man. It's I, it's really tough. I give uh <laughs> I don't get that reference. Brittany it's S. it's an old it's so it's an old vine. There's this Brittany S saying they need some milk. Um, there's an old vine. This guy falling in a parking lot, landing I think on his back or on his head, like on the concrete, and some lady just shouting, "He needs some milk!" Because like he certainly broke some bones in that fall. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's a pretty great one. I'm not doing it any justice. Yeah, it reminds me of a advert when I was little with these kids wanting to be Ian Rush and they could be Ian Rush if they drank some milk. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joseph played really deep, uh, which I guess he does from time to time. You know, I think Cisneros, Moreno and Araujo all like on average just played further forward than Joseph did. So he didn't, 
he wasn't able to affect the play very much at all. He had, I remember having him having a couple of good um, aggressive through balls for, um, I think, Cisneros in particular to run onto. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty, um, pretty nondescript performance from him. He had 22 touches. He had a shot off target. Um, yeah, he was, he had 11 accurate passes. <laughs> yeah, he, <clears throat> he just, I mean, it, I mean, that's going to happen in some games, but it's like, it's just, there's no like spark there. I feel like the team should have done better in general, even with the players that we had. It was just kind of slow. I feel like, um, Aruju's goal was like the one bright spark that I felt in the game, which I thought it was a dirty goal. I loved it. Uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely outstanding. Like <laughs> just the goal. Like, and I feel like we keep saying it's like his goals are usually like he doesn't just do tap ins. You know what I mean? Like he's not just hitting tap ins. Like the the goal the week before or the weekend before he just ripped the weirdest like volley that I think of. It's just not a position or a ball that you would see somebody take one time, at least successfully and making, but yeah, mm-hmm. he at least makes it entertaining. He's absolutely, he's, yeah. he's one of the most, him and Almeida. Well, Almeida is more entertaining. I feel like because he's more consistent. Uh, whereas Araujo is extreme entertainment, but only like maybe 30% of the time. Mm. I still think he's probably too talented for MLS. Yeah, it's just the consistency, though. It is true, I, yeah. I, and maybe I, that's his, why he was a bench player for Lille. When he's on, Tim, I totally agree with you. I mean, he could be he could be MVP, but it's just not there all the time, which is kind of annoying. Um, so, yeah, frustrating game. I felt like, I think on the first goal, McFadden showed his inexperience, not... I'm not I mean, it's not like he hasn't been playing with the twos or anything, but he just didn't close down. I think it was um, uh, Nelson on the goal. So Nelson would had plenty of time and um, Osorio was able to just skip past, pick up the ball and skip past and knock it right into the goal, which was kind of frustrating after Campbell had given it away. Yeah, I mean it was a good goal. I mean, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. not gonna slate them because I mean Osorio yeah. Osorio has a split second to make that cut on uh to cut inside on Alan Franco and get a ball on frame and he does it beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't I I can be mad at it. Like I, I it's Toronto. Grant yeah. it's in Toronto, but like Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe they're turning a corner. I don't know. It's it's always it's hard to tell because I don't know what team we are. Like what team's showing up for us week after week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, I don't. Yeah, I in terms of turning corners, I don't think it's not going to be anytime soon <laughs> for uh, oh for Atlanta for us. Yeah, yeah I no. mean, I mean, look at the confidence oh, they about. have. I was talking about Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Pozuelo had a good game against us. He missed a couple like really good opportunities. That, granted, like tight angles uh, mm-hmm. on on frame, but I mean, they look like they're getting confidence. They have some some attacking power. It, it looks like, and then I think Lorenzo Insigne is going to be making his debut soon, right? Uh, yes, in when the transfer window opens in the July first, right? So I think it's Saturday. the eighth of yeah, 
Eighth, or no. No, no, no. Next, so it's next Saturday. Next yeah. Weekend. Yeah. That's going to be, he, I think he's going to absolutely destroy MLS. He could, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm not, um, I'm not as familiar with him. I, I've heard he's an incredibly good player. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of hype around him. Um, he's only 31 years old coming over from Napoli too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, I feel like he was one of their better players in the Euro too. Um, right. So. Oh yeah, that's Italy. True. Yeah. That. So I mean, he's thirty-one coming like over. Like, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but giving them that confidence coming in, I don't know. We have another transfer to talk about later. That's maybe even crazier than that. But um, yeah, the boyo boyo from the valley. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, right, let's not get distracted. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, it's going to be a while before I feel like we see any improvement. I'm not hopeful against the Red Bulls. I'm not hopeful against New York City. Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say the season's done. I feel like this is. It's just kind of par for the course right now. Um, maybe we make the playoffs, <laughs> but it's it's just been absolute brute. I mean, no, I don't. I, I have no idea what the statistics are, but it's extremely rare that a team suffers this many serious injuries to all of their starters uh, <laughs> in a league. They're not knocks. That's the thing, right? Like these are not right. just training knocks. Like these are just it's 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 brutal. Um, any standouts from from Atlanta United's end, uh, in your opinion, from the game on Saturday? You know, it's hard, like coming off a loss like that, especially given that up. When did they score that? Seventy eighth, seventy eighth minute. So it's yeah. a little later in the game to be giving that away when we thought we had rescued a point. Right. I thought so. While I was watching the game, I thought because Arujo, he, I mean, how many times did he get fouled? It was. A little, getting a little bit ridiculous at one point in time. He had two fouls. Oh, he was fouled four times. And I think he managed to get maybe a one yellow card and then got one himself, which was pretty frustrating. Um, I thought Marcelino Moreno just keeps on going, but it's just you just want him to give him just a little bit more speed and think he would be a lot more effective. Um, and I noticed Heinemann actually had... Um, he didn't it's i mean the second goal from um i can't remember the guy's Preso. name preso yeah. was a rocket and i felt like Heidman could have done a little better in terms of closing him down i think he was the closest guy to it but Heidman had the switch over to uh Arujo down he must have switched switched that ball three or four times but it was they were pinpoint. Um, I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, yeah, I mean that was that, that was one thing that really stuck out to me in the first half is I saw him. Yeah, I think on a couple occasions, basically playing an LGP ball. Yeah, like he's playing it forward. He's playing probing balls, and I was like, this is not the player that people slate do you know what i mean like because <laughs> yeah. people, i think i feel like he gets a lot of criticism for being a lateral passer in the midfield um or like a backwards passer in the midfield and i think he was actually and maybe that's because he has a bara that's going to be handling mm-hmm. more of the the holding midfield role 
um, that he feels a little more comfortable to go forward. Yeah, I thought the same. I still haven't. I love Emerson Hyndman. I'm. I don't hide it. I don't think, but I. I want to see him break out still this season, and I know it's tough coming off of that ACL surgery. So, uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, uh, but he's he's seems to be on the upward trajectory. Yeah, I would think so, and he has to be. I mean, Pineda has to rate him. He has to rate him because, like, uh, it's not like Hosato is playing poorly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he he supplanted him in the lineup, right? So I don't know if he supplanted him because of talent. Well, I guess he because Hasetto I think is coming back from um, an injury or a knock or something. <laughs> Odds are he's probably an injury um, because he came out and was against like he he came out before um, we played Pachuca. He was kind of out that game i think he had an ankle or something so but. he was he was in the 18 against inter miami he was in the was 11. he starting no he was in the 11 against columbus he was in so columbus was the last game he played before the break right i think so yeah he was in the lineup against nashville and u.s open cup yeah so he um or no that was an mls and then so maybe he is just working back, but I don't know. I don't remember him, him being injured, though. I thought maybe Heinemann was getting more fit. I don't know. Well, I think when we became the AmFam champions, I saw oh, a yeah. picture of the team, and he was in his suit and tie. Okay. So, okay, well, that makes you... sense. Yeah. Uh, is Will Balron, famed New York Times bestseller author Will Balron, asking, is uh, Aruju our leading scorer now? I don't... I think he... I, I think he is, right? I'm going to tell you right now. I think it's still Dom in like all <laughs> situations. Yeah, that's what he said, or Dom. Wow. It, no, it's uh, Cisneros and Arujo are our leading MLS scorers at four. Then oh, okay. Almada, Almada, Dwyer, Joseph, all at right. three. Yeah, But in all Rose- competitions, Dom's got six then. Or five or six. Uh, he has he hit a hat trick right in U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, yeah. So he's got at least six, right? Um, yeah. It's what do we have? In Who the would have thought that? <laughs> yeah, no, right? I mean, I think people thought that the the Earth was or whatever the world was burning whenever we signed him for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, Brittany S is asking, is Sosa feeling better? I don't know what's going on with Santi Sosa. Uh, last I heard he had, so he was recovering from sports hernia surgery, um, got back in the lineup after he seemed to have recovered from that. And then I think he had an illness, um, last weekend. So maybe he was getting back into fitness from then. I don't know if he had. I didn't see in a report that it was COVID or anything. It was just like a fever. Gotcha. Illness, so. I mean, it's it's hard to tell whether or not he is going to be a uh, regular part of the starting 11. Yeah. Because I feel like even whenever he was healthy, I don't know that he was really starting, right? Right. We, the thing is, we're gonna need, if we're going to do anything, we're going to need him. We need a double uh, pivot with him and Ibarra, right? Like there, that's that's the. I feel like that's the lineup. Yeah, we. I mean, we've got to have, 
we've got to have some of these guys coming back. I can't remember how long Goopman's out for, but it's probably... He's uh, 8 to 12, so... 12, okay. So, so 12 weeks, yeah. It's good that Wiley was coming back. I mean, we do have Cisneros. After we play Red Bulls, Almeida's going to be um, available for selection against NYCFC. Um it's still fucking ridiculous that that happened. I know it's really stupid of him to lay his hands on the referee, but for them to give a three match suspension for that, it's ridiculous. It's, it's egregious. It like sense. it's absolutely egregious what they did. Egregious it's... is the word. But you know, Ronald Hernandez should be coming back. So because I felt like, I mean, I thought McFadden was okay. Uh, I don't think he did enough to supplant anybody um, on the on the depth chart. So did he earn himself a major league soccer contract? No, no, you don't I, think so. I mean, I thought he was no, I mean, I mean, he's surely he's going to be in the lineup for the next few weeks until Hernandez comes back and Hernandez can work himself back in. But it feels, I mean, it's, it's because we don't have anyone else. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. we literally do not have anyone else. If he goes down, I don't, I don't know what we do. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because the it's one of the positions that you thought at the beginning of the season, okay, we're set, right? Like we have right. We have one of the one of the better right backs in the league and and Brooks Lennon. We have a great backup in Ronald Hernandez and then we lose Brooks Lennon. I guess we haven't talked about that really, but we lost Brooks Lennon before the game started on Saturday. He was not even carted off, he was carried off by teammates. Um Apparently yeah. slipped on a piece of rubber flooring around the perimeter of the field. So he wasn't even on the field when it happened. You know, those, do they have, they're not a stadium that has a track around their field, are they? No, I think it was just some sort of like flooring outside of the the field. Um, I always wonder how those big stadiums that have the big, you know, Olympic track around there, like behind the ad boards. And if you see guys go over those, I don't know how they don't end up getting absolutely destroyed, <laughs> like just absolutely destroying their knees or their, their Achilles or something. But, Oh yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're falling on, um, gosh, it's like a rubberized from what I remember when I last ran on a track, it's, it's like some sort of rubberized, but it's, pretty hard like a rubberized asphalt almost right yeah but it's not it's not fun it's a skin keeper it will it will give you some pretty hefty road rash yeah so at the beginning of the season i felt like we felt good about the defense well at the beginning of the season we had we had miles gootman lennon brad kazan we had those guys. George Campbell was coming off the bench as like George Campbell was coming off the bench. We had as a third option at center back. Like Walks left before the season. That's right. He did, um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean half of all of our in fact, Franco's the only starter of the defense left. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't give doesn't give me a good feeling at all. I mean I don't know where we go from here because that's the part that I feel has the longest term injuries, right? Um, 
Yeah, Miles, Guzan, Goodman's yeah. out till probably when did he get injured? May. Right? Probably Who's end it? of May. Yeah, and he was like three to four months, wasn't it? Yeah. So you're talking September. So which is an inconsequential return if we're not in a playoff run. So I doubt we'll be in the playoff run. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, again, I don't know if Toronto's a team that's going to turn a corner and whenever they bring Insigne in, like what he and Pasuelo are going to do together. But they probably they probably weren't. They probably they seem to just come up and perform against Atlanta United. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they'll I mean, probably in the just Eastern Conference Finals. So. Even with Insigne. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. What else we have in here? Um. Yep. Will Bowron saying just equip every Atlanta United player with life alert in case someone tears an ACL getting out of the shower. Oh gosh, man. Um, let's see. Oh, Kendrick, he did correct himself. He said the good part about Brooks's injury is that a homegrown is his replacement when he meant as a, a draft pick. So I guess it doesn't go against the international yeah. spots. Um, and McFadden yeah. is also 23, so he may have a few years left of development, but, you know, he he may not get better than, than this. Unless he's a late bloomer. Maybe they I mean Miles chose Miles that. didn't Miles didn't start blooming until he was what, like twenty two? Is that about right? Uh how old is Miles? Miles Robinson's twenty five, I think. Twenty five, okay. I think so. Yeah. I think there was more yeah, hype around Miles. Yeah, I mean he was the second overall pick in the super draft, so I don't know where McFadden was, but I don't think he was our number one pick that year. Either. I have heard good things about him in the twos. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, he earned the call-up, right? I mean, injuries earned him the call-up, but he was still the guy who got tapped. To, yeah. And man. he got like a five-minute warning. It's like, oh, you're in. Yeah. So yeah. he'll have a week of training with the team with the mindset, okay, well, I'm going to be playing on this this weekend so he can have a good run of practice. Guys can get used to him. Franco, George. Um, Rocco can get used to him playing there so they can come up to pass. So maybe, maybe it'll be helpful. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to beat Red Bulls, but who've also been on a tear, but yeah, see how. So we have two weeks until our two signings from Mexico can make an appearance, right? So July, I think it's July 8th. Yeah. Okay, so we won't see Juan Jose Sanchez Parada uh, mm-hmm. playing at center back until at least next weekend. And then same with uh, Raul Godinho. And I don't, what did you think of Rocco on um, Saturday? I thought he was, I thought he was all right. Um, he, he was okay. Uh, he, I like his distribution with with his feet. I think the um, um, Arujo's goal came from uh, Rocco starting the play uh, and got passed upfield. So, I mean, he's he's been all right. I haven't he hasn't made any grievous errors like we saw with Shuttleworth. So, I think more time with the guys 
then he can do better. But I have a feeling that uh, Goudinho is just going to come in and kind of take that starter spot. Yeah, I mean, I think so as well. He definitely looked mm-hmm. comfortable, I felt like, which I wasn't expecting this early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't know how he should be expected to stop those two goals. I think those are more on the defense for giving space. Um, even though, like yeah. I said, Osorio's goal was such a split second thing that sometimes as the center back, you win those and sometimes you lose them. I mean, you just, he just guessed. I feel like uh, Franco just kind of guessed wrong on that and kind of stabbed and, and lost that battle. But with Preso's goal, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be able to do anything with that. It's not like he can make that diving stop. Well, and he's screened by basically all the players on the field at that point in time. Yeah, it's another added variable that I don't think people think about, too, is just the obstruction that happens in that box um, with the vision. But, yeah, I mean, I was happy with his distribution. That You, you know, you brought that up. He was very quick to distribute, I felt like, which mm-hmm. I, I feel like Brad never was for all of his great qualities. Um, and it usually would be a wind-up to kick it out of bounds. But yeah, I still yeah, I think you're right. Like I don't think you sign a guy like Goudinho um and and bring him in to ride the bench. I think it I think it will be a battle and it might take him a few games to get in, but I, I still think he'll overtake that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like the way that Rocco plays further upfield though. I really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, I mean, there's comfortability and confidence there. Yeah. And that's a good thing, and and maybe sometimes it's going to bite him in the ass. It's it's fine. I don't know. I don't think I've watched enough footage of Goudinho um, to know whether or not he plays like that. If he's... I have... I don't think he does. (laughs) So there is um, some spectacular highlights in his highlight package. There's also... Low lights. One, one uh, own goal he did. <clears throat> they were playing Pachuca, and he um, passed it out to his left back, and his left back got under some pressure and passed it back to him. And in fairness to him, the ball did hit a divot and bounced over his foot, but I feel like you could have compensated for that if you were paying attention. Um, and it just... I mean, it's like the left back passed it back to him and he he missed it and it just went in the goal. So <laughs> there's that one. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, he's, his highlights are impressive, um, just like anybody's highlights are. Uh, he's he's a tall, rangy guy. He seems to have a lot of spring in, in his diving ability. Um, so I'm, I'm positive about it. Uh, it's just going to be how he can um fit in with with the rest of the guys on the black back line yeah no i i I agree but it's not like you're going to be ripping out some like long-standing continuity by shaking it up right now yeah you're not you know yeah there's not there's not a ton of i'm sure there's rapport there you know we don't see training and all that but Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's really going to shake things up um too much with the defense speaking of do you think that Parada ends up slotting in for George Campbell. I don't think Parada's played very much. I I think he's a depth signing. Gotcha. Okay. Because I mean, we need depth, um, and I think I don't think Campbell's going anywhere. I think it's a depth signing to help. Because who have we got? Oh, I just had it, and it went away. 
Um, so we've got obviously Franco and George. Dijon is just, I mean, he's 31 and he's exhausted. Ifran Morales our, and Bryce Washington, I don't think are really ready, even though they're lying, they are loaned. Um, so I think he becomes depth for some competition with Dijon. Plus, yeah, be- I mean, I'm, sh- you sh- I'm sure you've seen his abs. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's about all I've seen, to be honest. Um, I haven't gotten on the internet very much lately, but the yeah. um, yeah, that seems to be he's they signed a thirst trap, so he's mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we'll see if he can play well. Yeah, I mean, those I two guys, I don't think it matters really, Tim. They'll just take his shirt off on the field and they go, Oh, shit. <laughs> look at those abs. I mean, how many people are are punching themselves or yeah, for running not running Fernando Meza out of town, but I miss the guy at this point. Like <laughs> hey, who remembers Fernando Meza and then LGP man? Like, yeah, just looking back at that and just being What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We had good guests. I mean, Anton Walks. I mean, somebody brought it up on Twitter not too long ago to us that, you know, I was asking who realistic signings are for you guys, and people are like, Anton Walks. You know, we have... I think we have roster slot open or roster slot or two open. He's probably not that expensive. He's not really playing for Charlotte. He's a proven commodity in Atlanta. Like why, why not try and bring him back? Yeah. I just feel like Charlotte can gouge us for, cause I think he has start. He was injured and then, I think he started playing with them. He played 90 against, uh, oh man, trying to find some stats. The game before this weekend, he played 90. So he's only played three matches for them total. Are they all recent matches? He started and then he had a long layoff. Uh, I'm going to have to find it. Yeah, I don't think he was really in favor. So. Well, maybe now they fired fired the coach. And they've been playing better. I didn't see the result this weekend, but they won their first match after they fired him, right? They did. Okay, so, yeah, he's played 90. He played 90 against Montreal, 90 against Columbus, 90 against New York. Um, and then, and that all, Does that all coincide with Ramirez getting let go? So six eleven, I think it straddles it. Okay, so it probably you're saying he was injured. Seems like maybe a combination of the two. I don't know. Uh, I feel I, like he was in the eighteen for a lot of those games, and he was just sitting on the bench. He was in the bench against us, New England, Colorado, and Orlando. Then he wasn't in the squad against Miami, Montreal, Vancouver. Then he was on the bench in Seattle, and then. New York, Columbus, and Montreal. He played the full game. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I miss I miss that guy. Uh, Carlos Rangel in the trap asking Dan, "Do y'all see a formation change with the lack of fullbacks? Maybe go back to a three-five-two like in 2019 after the Breck Shea injury." So, potentially, but. 
Who's your third center back? <laughs> I guess Parada, but we were still two weeks away. It's from gonna that. be Dijon. I don't well, like that, that. That's the thing, though. I mean, it's yeah, potentially he could do. Um, oh man, it's just it just kind of changes a fair amount because we've seen we we have seen. So, so we've seen Abara more recently slotting in between the two um, to form a back three when when the um, attackers are going up. So we do have three guys in towards the rear of the team uh, at that point in time. But then I don't know does does Rocco help you not have a, a third centre back? Because if you had a if you've got a third center back, then you're missing someone up the front because you're still going to have a defensive midfielder. Yeah, because what would that lineup look like? You would have, let's just say you slot either Dijon and then later probably Parada in. Um, I do like Dijon, and I think in a three-back, he would probably excel a little bit. Um, so Dijon, Campbell, Franco... That midfield is Wiley on the left. I mean, it does free him up to get further upfield and not have as many defensive responsibilities, right? So you have him. I don't know who you'd have on the right wing, I, I guess. Well, you've got Arujo up top. Yeah. Uh, Joseph. You've got Almada. So that five in the middle is Moreno, Ibarra, Sosa, if healthy, or Heinemann, or Hosato. And then, I don't know who the right winger is in that five. I guess Almada. Or Almada's... Almada well, it's either you Wiley, go with... Right? That's the thing. With the three five two though, I prefer to just play Joseph up top because the other guys are used to either roaming or they're used to being wingers. Um so I, I'm not sure what it gives you in that regard. Um, I mean, yeah, you're you're doing something like Joseph Arujo up top, and then some Otto Wiley, Marino Hyman, and Ibarra in the middle. Where do you put Almada though? If you put Wiley in, because he's typically a left-sided player, right, or center, center, or central player. Yeah, so you could put. Yeah, he would go towards the left. You put right, Wiley on the right and Burnham? I mean, you could. that's the thing. Like, Almada and Moreno will roam around to the right as well as the other areas. So it's kind of, it's almost like interchangeable at that point in time. Okay. So, I, I it mean. Is a, it's a lot to ask to change that formation that way. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you have more time, you can look more in the midfield and seeing how that could replace it. I just don't like throwing up a guy in a striker position when we've just we've we've had zero consistency in this current formation that we're playing, and then you're switching to something else completely. Yeah, so I feel like with. The way this season is going, you're gonna just have to try and stay in this fallback. You know, it's like this four three three almost to just try and have 
at least some consistency, even with guys just going in and out. Then you've got a common thread between whoever's had the most overlap to help the guys who are just coming in. So I, I wouldn't do I'd I'd stay with a back four and just try and make it work. Um, unless you just, I mean, to the people's point in the trap, I mean, if you just don't have any um, fullbacks at that point in time, then you, you don't have any choice. So. Yeah, yeah. If we don't have fullbacks, what are, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. And I felt like maybe not to this extent with injuries, but I felt like Tata and I think to a certain extent Frank De Boer had their hands forced due to personnel issues as well, and that's what caused them to go to a three-five-two. And I think it ended up being successful, albeit for like shorter spells. Um, and I don't know, maybe shaking things up might might help the team find a spark, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Um, you have a download for us tonight. Anything else from Toronto? Uh, no, let's just move on. Uh, do you want to talk Gareth Bale before we move on to? Uh, I love Gareth Bale. Um, New York Rebels. Uh, when he plays for Wales, he's the perfect superstar to have because he's not just he doesn't want all the limelight he will play as the manager will require him to play and he won't be like dictating terms so i think his best form is in wales i think lafc could uh i think this is a great signing for them because he will help you know zlatan wanted to be the guy and didn't think as anybody else as really humans they were just peons ants running around i mean is he wrong yeah <laughs> did you look at that la galaxy team whenever he showed up uh, yeah. yeah i mean they were they weren't that great i don't know i just don't like his attitude um but bale's like he will say okay where do you need me to to slot in and i can i can do what you need to do and i'm really good at what i did so i mean if if they treat him better than Real Madrid, then I think that's the problem. If he can have, if he can feel like the team wants him there and isn't just going to sit him on the bench and will have a relationship with him, then just like the Welsh national team does, then I feel like that's going to be his, that's going to be how you get the best out of Gareth Bale is to interact with him and not just, you know, silence him out. Yeah, um, I I don't. So I'm going to set the line and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to set his scoring, his goal scoring line at 19 and a half. And I know he's only coming in at like a half a season. Wow. And I, 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 I know this sounds crazy, but I think he's going to go over. Wow. Jeez. 20 I, goals. He's too good for this league. Like. And then you have like a confident, happy Carlos Vela. The only thing I I would see maybe leaning into it, but I don't I don't think that he has that. I don't think he has that big head like people are saying. I don't know. I've never seen Gareth Bale seem like a, I don't. I've never seen him be the guy that's bigger than the team. If anything, like he kind of took some abuse from Zidane and from Ancelotti at Real Madrid, and probably more so Florentino Perez, but. And he just took it on the chin and stuff like he came in, beat he Liverpool won in the Champions, the Champions League, League yeah. with two incredible goals 
and they still didn't care about it. Right, exactly. He was the record signing at the point that they bought him, too. So it's not like they didn't covet him. It's just they listened to the fans because he's not Spanish, right? Or he's not... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I I look at him coming in with a happy, healthy Carlos Vela and the way that the LAFC team is clicking. And one of those two is going to be a power vacuum for the other. Or just like... A, it's just going to be... It, it, I don't know. They're just going to be assisting each other on on multiple goals a week. I feel like I, I, I don't. Know. I, I was even that, like, sorry, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say I look at that signing and I, I just it seems like such a no brainer for anybody in MLS. And then I start thinking, is like, okay, LA for all its flaws probably still has a bigger draw for superstar talent than does Atlanta United. So I, we don't have oh, the yeah. same means or the same. Um, you know, attraction city wise to bring as much as I, I think we do, but like international appeal of, of those superstars coming over to, um, you know, coming over to MLS, they're probably going to be looking at Miami, LA. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. California. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly, California. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with Carlos Rangel. The, the Giorgio Chiellini move does not make much sense. Uh, I do agree. I think he's going to get, exposed i don't think he's at a i think he's he's not a play he doesn't play a position that it behooves him to come over during his retirement you know what i mean like like playing what is he 35 probably something like that Rodrigo Canellini, he's 37 years old coming over to play in mls it's not it's not your grandpa's mls so right it's, but if he I, can just get turned every week i mean yeah but I guess the only variable I was going to bring up is Steve Trundolo is a pretty unproven manager at this point. I don't, it seems like he has control of that LAFC team. So I don't think that's going to be an issue with Gareth Bale. I I do think he is going to just be banging goals in every single week because he's going to see the field every week. Yeah. He is. Which he didn't do for Real Madrid in the past couple of years. So I, I think that was absolutely incredible signing from LAFC. I think that has to make them title favorites at this point if they weren't already yeah i mean you've got so i mean he could be a real benefit to like i'm just looking through their their um oh my gosh their roster right now i mean Murillo's out there he's needed some help with a bigger i guess because the biggest hasn't played that many games with them um yeah, I, I. It's difficult to say, obviously, but I think he really helps their center back depth. Maybe we could trade for one of these other center backs that maybe <laughs> will be Eddie Segura. Anyone? Um, I would take Eddie Segura in a heartbeat. Uh, would they get yeah. rid of him? Would they? Would no, they let they, him? No, go? no, no. They're not going to get rid of Eddie Segura. Not knowing not what, a, what, what Jesus not Marino, knowing, you know. not knowing whether or not Chiellini's going to be like a. Uh, like a actual good signing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I look at their squad. Like, I think people forget they they picked up Kellen Acosta this off season. Um, but oh, yeah, their squad's pretty crazy. They they picked up Tajiri Shradi from. Uh, is this his? Yeah, this oh, is his from, first season from NYCFC. Oh, via Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I think Charlotte picked him up in the expansion draft, and then I think he ended up in LAFC after that. I mean, they still have Brian Rodriguez, who somehow I guess is not a DP anymore. I don't know if they bought his bought his loan debt or bought his um, 
uh, fee or whatever his, his salary down. Um, tammed the, him down. Yeah, tammed him down. It looks like they did. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Murillo, who was with uh, – or Murillo, was he with – no, I'm thinking of a different guy that was with uh, New York Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's a crazy lineup. Um, and they just got richer. It's just – <laughs> do they still have Franco Escobar? Did I miss that? They, no, they do. do. I think yeah. he's actually been playing for him recently. Huh. I do make I, I do miss Franco. I miss him too. Oh man. But he'd be a hell of a right back to have right now. Yeah. Or center back. Shit. I don't know. All right. I don't <laughs> think I can do the introductions that Kevin likes to do, and I think I have too much embarrassment to do that. Dan, do you have a download this week for the Thursday match against Red Bull? Do you want to do uh, that one and or NYCFC, both of them? When do we when do we play? Do we play NYCFC midweek or something? Uh, we play Red Bull so Thursday. Oh, it's Red Bull's is Thursday. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crazy, right? We play Red Bull's Thursday at 8 p.m. In New Jersey. And then also, how bad is the branding that they call them New York Red Bulls and they don't call them Red Bull New York? Like the other two teams are, you know, RB Leipzig, RB Salzburg. Because they anglicized it. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, Yeah, and then we play City on Sunday at 5 p.m. I'm excited that this is no longer going to be a thing. We're either going to play on Wednesdays and Saturdays or just Saturdays moving forward. That's it. It's going to be awesome. Well, as long as we beat Orlando. Um, okay. So Red Bulls fourth in the East. Got seven wins, five draws, five losses with a plus seven goal difference. Oh, man. Plus seven. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> they've won their last four games, which isn't helpful for us. So they're in great form. Uh, Lewis Morgan has been an excellent uh incoming transfer for them from miami i mean he's had he's he's such a, a strong long shotter long shotter long shooter she likes to shoot from distance anyway and in his um very good with his crosses also both things that we are not great at defending um <clears throat> he's been their highest ranked player looking at sofa score at a seven point um not Sofa score, who scored? 7.17. Um, right in front of Sean Nealis as the second highest rated player, Christian Caceres. Luquin Haas, uh, the Brazilian, who has also um, been an excellent a, uh, incoming transfer from Liga Warsaw in the ex- from Poland in the Extralac Lesser League. Um, so he's been great for them. He's chipped in with, I think, he got three good five goals and three assists. Uh, and then Frankie Amaya ends out their top five. Um, they're all like separated by 0.0 point, uh, point. So um, they're a great team. I mean, we're just, we're they lost good. to LAFC. As they lost to up LAFC um, on the road at two nil. So the last six. Um, so yes, they lost to LAFC. At LAFC 2-0. They beat Toronto at home 2-0. They lost to Charlotte on the road 2-0. They beat DC at home 4-1. They lost to Miami 
in Miami on the road 2-0 and drew with Chicago um, 3-3 at home. So it's kind of weird, like at the start of their season, they have won, like, I think they got like eight or nine straight road wins. Uh, But now it's flipped because at home they've now got better. So, which also doesn't help us. Um, so, yeah, I am. I mean, let's. If you look at their uh, style of play, triad. Okay, so, I mean, they're great. At, they're very strong creating long shot opportunities. Very strong at creating scoring chances. Aerial duels, defending set pieces. Um, great attacking set pieces, stealing the ball from the opposition. Obviously, that's like the Red Bull style. Um, don't like to keep possession of the ball. They don't care about that. Um, it's not even a weakness. Uh, and de- defending against through ball attacks. So that's kind of one of our strengths is through balls um, and hitting on the counter. But that that through ball is going to be absolutely key. And I feel like someone like Joseph Martinez and Marcelino Reno, who can provide those through balls, or in, Mar- in Martinez's case, be a provider of and a um, receiver of those through balls. Um, so this is all very, that's kind of pie-in-the-sky thinking. I just don't think, I think we're going to get run off the field again with the aggressiveness. I think they're just going to attack at least experienced um, wings. I think they attack Caleb Wiley. I don't think he's going to do well under a press, and I don't think he's going to do well. Uh, I don't think Adam McFadden is going to do well under the press. I feel like you attack down that left-hand side with them and press and press um, McFadden, press. uh, I mean, depending on how... Campbell and Franco do they it's going to be extremely um key for them to be on the game and I think it's going to be great to see how Ibarra responds to this because Ibarra can be the guy who throws some elbows and gets probably an early yellow card but he needs to be the guy who who can help you know give some aggression you know turn it back on Red Bull and maybe punch them in the mouth a little bit. So, um, however, I, I think we, we can lose this game. I think we'd lose 2-0. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you too. I think that's going to be a tough game for us to go into New Jersey and, and win. Uh, I don't see it happening. I think my optimism is breaking. I think it's just—I <laughs> think it's completely dissipating. Well, and Brittany's even calling us for a loss. Brittany yeah. is calling us a three-one Red Bull win. Oh. Yeah, that's not something I expected to see. Uh, yeah, I think I'm—I think two 0 is probably fair. Lewis Morgan, you talked about Lewis Morgan in your breakdown, and he's a guy who just he shows out against Atlanta and he's having a great season to begin with. Like you said, great in like great signing by the, the Red Bulls front office. Mm-hmm. And again, it just has the history from his Miami days of just absolutely destroying us. So I don't think that's probably going to be much different, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. It's going to be a rough week. Yeah, it is. It's going to yeah. be a rough week. <laughs> 
<laughs> we go into NYCFC and the Yankee Stadium on Sunday. Uh, and that are they? They're the hottest team in MLS, right? They have to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because they started off pretty poorly, even after Ronnie Dyla left. Still chugging along, no problems. Yep. Well, maybe Almada comes back and just you know turns it all around for us. But oh, I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. They lost to Philly yesterday, and then they drew with Colorado before. But they're still. I think I was just looking at the betting odds. They're still tied with LAFC for the the best odds to win MLS Cup this season. Yeah, but thing is, like, I don't think we're better than Philadelphia. And oh, I don't God, think no. we're better than Colorado. So I I just I think this is going to be this season Terrible? could be yeah. close to MLS's back tournament, but just extended for. <laughs> Oh boy. I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Yeah, because Steven Glass isn't gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be picking up the pieces, right? Wasn't that was his team, right? At that point. That yeah, well part yeah, of it? It was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's tough. Yeah. I don't know what you have. You have anything for NYCFC other than nope. we're gonna get throttled. Yeah. I mean that team is what is looking at their recent form? Um, where were they at? I just I closed out of it. Aside from that loss to Philly, they hadn't lost since outside of U.S. Open Cup. They lost to Red Bull uh, last week in U.S. Open Cup, but yep. they haven't lost prior to that since. Holy moly. The CCL semifinal in, yeah. in in April, and if you don't count that, they did lose to Toronto uh, in April second. They, so they haven't lost in the league prior to Sunday since April second. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Meanwhile, Atlanta United still has not won back to back matches since September of 2019. <laughs> We're going on three years since winning back to back matches. Are you serious? Yeah. That is ins- wow. I'm. I'm fairly wow. certain that's the stat that they put on the screen on Saturday. <sighs> or maybe I saw it on the interwebs before the match, but yeah, I well, believe that is correct. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I I don't, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's hard to swallow. Uh, still have 2018 to fall back on, you know, still being a young franchise, but Starting to fade a little bit. That found money feeling is starting to start to dissipate. So the way I the way I was thinking about this the other day, because yeah, it's it's we're going through some very difficult spells. But I believe that this team will win another MLS Cup in my lifetime. Which oh yeah, is so when here's what I'm comparing it to, Tim, is when you support someone like Birmingham City. Why? We, first of all, why would you do that? Well, I mean, that's what I mean. I know you have the two Birmingham perfectly City. good clubs in Birmingham you can cheer for. One, one probably more so than the other now for for my 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 reasons. But yeah, it's... right. But it's just like I. I mean, there is a very good chance Birmingham City will never be in the Premier League in my lifetime. Like, and they're not oh, going to win a trophy. God, yeah. So, but I don't have that feeling with Atlanta United. Like, I've, we have we have the resources. We're adaptable. Like, 
they're always want to be on top. They're trying new things. So I can, I can say that I think Atlanta United will win another MLS cup before the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, unless Desmond Redder turns out to be something that I don't think anybody was expecting him to be. (laughs) 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 He's not just a poor man's Marcus Mariota right behind Marcus Mariota. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that, that is crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, the days of Emil Haskey are gone for Birmingham city, right? The, Oh my gosh. Late nineties, early two thousands, premier league, Birmingham city. Yeah. What, what, our, what we can do to impact the landscape of football is produce players like Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham and maybe Che Adams yeah. and here and there, you know, and to take, Nikola, take Nikola Zigic on his way to retirement. Right. But it's, we, we will sell them before they become very expensive and very good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think we're I mean, we're over time now, but Jude Bellingham, the fact that Real Madrid are already like trying to line up his 2023 contract. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a special player, right? I mean, he's a very special player. And he's he's a good kid too. He's not he's he's humble. He's not a he hasn't gone to his head yet. Like Jack Grealish hasn't <laughs> gone to his hair yet. Yeah. Well, isn't it? I mean, a hundred million dollar, hundred million pound player, and he's like, how many minutes did he play? Yeah, how many match? That is interesting. I need to look at that now. It's just ridiculous that you had him a hundred million just sitting on the bench. Same with Lukaku, Oof, which yeah. I don't know what Chelsea were doing with that. I mean, that's look, uh, Lukaku. I I love probably Lukaku. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think he's worth a hundred million. But what were Chelsea doing? Not getting him sorted out so yeah um Grealish played 26 matches in the Premier League which is more than I thought he did but still oh, that 11, is more. yeah but still How many starts for a hundred million um uh, hundred million pounds which is pretty close to a hundred million dollars these days uh um <laughs> yeah that's like 1.2 to the dollar right now or 1.2 dollars to the pound right now yikes yeah it's not great um starts I don't have that in front of me uh, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's very uh I don't know, man. They it, they spend so much money on so many different positions and they can just I don't even know. I don't even know how they get away with it. I it's not like they're selling players for uh, a boon. Like what did they get for Ferran Torres? That's I mean they're gonna get forty five million pounds for Gabriel Jesus, but I mean, what did they get for Ferran Torres whenever they sold him to Barcelona? Like maybe forty million. Drop in the bucket. Uh, I guess sixty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. I mean, I'm. Have they signed their fifty million pound center back this this transfer window yet, or no? Who's that? I don't. I mean, C- City over the past few years has just. They go make a, an ATM withdrawal from their oil money ATM, and then they just they buy a the flavor of the month center back for fifty million pounds. <laughs> Nathan Ake or John Stones or Ruben, uh, listen, Ruben Diaz or Otamendi or the list goes on and on and on and on um, of all these guys that they've spent all that money on and somehow escape financial fair play. Anyway. Um, this is an Atlanta United podcast. 
for the people, by the people. Um, it makes me think we need Morgan and Morgan to advertise on this podcast. But yeah. um, Well, one thing to be uh, kind of interested in, apparently there is a, a U22 initiative signing that they're looking to make. No idea who that is yet, um, but Pineda said in an interview that they're not done trying to make incoming transfers. So, Well, that's good. But what is that? I mean, Matthew Hoppy. I mean, we don't need really... I don't think we need a striker at this point. As much as I'd love to bring him in, we we got to triage a couple positions, and I don't know any young players in those positions right now that we can afford. I mean, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, who do you bring in at all right now? <laughs> it's, I like, mean, I know you, we needed a center back, but it's not going to be like an impact player. Yeah, like, our impact players are. Almada, Moreno, Arujo, and Joseph. Those those are the those are the guys we have to have on the field. And then that's the, that's those are the splashy signings. So unless you can bring someone in to either provide depth for across the back line, um, I think our midfield is is pretty. There's a lot of guys in there, but. We just need some cohesiveness. We need like a stretch of eight games where you can send out a similar lineup. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so, which I don't think is going to happen this season. No, I don't think so either. So. I don't want to say it's a complete loss because anything can happen. Team can catch fire. We find somebody yeah, who catches absolutely. their stride from the twos or something like that surprises mm-hmm. the piss out of us, but. It's yeah. Sometimes it's hard to not just like chalk it up to being like a rebuilding year. But what does that mean for the likes of Tiago Almada, Luis Araujo, going into next season? What are, you know? What's the outlook of keeping them, especially when we don't perform the way we need to? Oh, <sighs> we'll keep them. I th- I mean Almada going after a year? Oh, no way. No way. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, you got anything else for tonight, Dan, before we wrap up? Wrap up? Uh, Elliot Beaven saying, Edwin Mosqueta is the rumored player for Atlanta. I know nothing about him, so I will. Mosquera. Mosquera. Mosquera, sorry. From Colombia. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I think Kendrick sent this to the Slack the other day. I forgot to look into him. He right, plays for... Left winger, left midfield. Yeah. Plays for Club, Club Atletico. Aldo CB. Aldo CB. Interesting. <clears throat> well, that's um, Uruguay or Argentina? The club? Yeah, the club is Argentine. Okay. Yeah. I was on loan from Medellin. Medellin. Oh my gosh, I'm butchering that. Medellin, yeah. Cool, man. All right, Tim. It's been great. All right. Um, thank you for joining us. However you found us, make sure that you leave a rating or a review, hit stars and likes and all that good stuff. Leave us comments, even if it's spam, and just help that algorithm. Um, I will actually get this podcast posted. Unlike last week, I apologize for those of you who listen here and don't watch on YouTube. I was lazy. I don't know. I just I could chalk it up to a million things. Um, 
You guys can find us collectively on social media at Home Before Dark on Twitter. That's home spell or home and B the number four dark. I don't know. I don't do this like <laughs> like Kevin does. Ugh. It's yeah, Home Before Dark, B and four in the middle. Um Beautiful. Dan, <laughs> any anywhere they should find you on are you on uh, are you on social media anymore? Nah, not really anymore. Yeah, I try okay. and stay away from it. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. a terrible place. I just watch YouTube shorts all day. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, tune in next time. We should be back next Monday. As always, be home before dark. I got nothing to do. I got freaking <laughs> nothing. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.